I just feel really philosophical about the whole thing. This year, what are we, three months in, I don't know about you, but it's just feeling so busy again. Our social calendars are full, weeknights are busy, there's school stuff. I don't know, I've got three-year-old kinder homework all of a sudden. (laughs) It made me start to think around what did I say that I would do differently that I learned during the COVID time, which let's face it, was really gruelling and really hard and none of us want to go back and are kind of sitting on the edge of our seats kind of looking at the next, What you know, is there going to be another wave? But I think I wanted to talk about this with you today because we learn a lot. Like it was a good test around our resilience and things that we were going to do differently in our life and I just thought it would be good to remind ourselves. Hello and welcome to Parenthood, conversations about life after kids. I'm your host, Leonia Kidanor, and every fortnight I will bring you discussions about the real and raw realities of parenting, life behind the Instagram filter. Join us as we laugh, cry and bond over the organised chaos that is parenthood. Real talk. Hi, everyone, and uh, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk, um, where Liv and I discuss all the trials and tribulations of parenthood. Liv, your voice probably sounds a little bit better than mine. For the first time ever. Usually I'm the husky voice box. What have you done to yourself? Oh, my goodness. So, I'm uh, everyone, I am going to tell you that I'm sipping on whiskey right now, trying to get my voice back. But we are so committed to bringing this pod to your ears that we were just like, we're going to go for it and we're going to push on through. Um, So I had a delightful weekend last weekend in Sydney visiting my sister for her birthday and uh, maybe gave it a little bit too big a nudge. My 35-year-old body is not what it used to be when I was 25. Six days later, I'm proud. I'm so proud and for once I'm glad it's you and not me. I think we're just tapping, um, you know, it's like taking it in turns on the husky voice on the pod. Um, So you also went to Sydney to live uh, without children, without hubby. Talk to me, how was it? Uh, well, mine was a work trip, so not nearly as fun as yours, I've got to say. <laughs> uh, but boy, wasn't the peace and quiet nice mm. in the studio apartment, not the rat yeah. race, getting out the door in the morning, not having to do dinner and rush out of the office. I don't know. It was peaceful and tranquil, yes. uh, which Mark said was not the case uh, when I returned <laughs> home and he literally thrust the children at me the minute I walked in the door. <laughs> Uh, so yes, very, very good. How about you? I would love to hear more about your story because this is probably the first time that you had been, I think I've had a couple of times. This is your first real go at it. First real go at it while, um, being away without hubby plus children. So Jules and I have been away together, um, without the kids. Maybe that's why I like gave it an extra nudge. Yeah. (laughs) No one waiting for you to get home before midnight. (laughs) 
<laughs> I broke the 2 a.m. rule, oh, Liv. Sorry. <laughs> well, this is that explains the voice. That explains the voice. When so, you no, it's delightful. Like just being able to hop, even just hopping in the Uber, um, you know, in the morning of heading to the airport and being like, oh my goodness, like I only have to worry about myself. This is amazing. Um, really, really good. A really fun celebration. Um, yeah, my sister organized sort of a lovely lunch one day and then we had drinks at a bar in Double Bay, back to Double Bay where I oh. used, to, used to hang out on a Friday Friday night. So <laughs> wow. It was a lot of fun. And, um, oh, actually, I saw that guy from Married at First Sight. Have you been watching? Uh, on um, and off. Have you been on, on and, and off? off. Okay, on so off. Which one he's the one to? with the nightmare. Um, so the, he's with a blonde who's an absolute nightmare and she's the Aren't one they that's all like. nightmares? You to be so she's the one that's like, I only date like really wealthy guys. I'm uh, not here to like yeah. carry someone. Yes. Like, you know, if you're yes. with me, then you have to have your shit together. Like, anyway, I met, I saw him out. He had like five girls hanging off him. Oh. And I was, I, I like pulled him aside and I'm like, we need to have a chat. I'm like, you know, I really liked you on the show. I'm like, tell me about behind the scenes with this nightmare girl. <laughs> Although to be fair, I have to say um, a friend of a friend went on maths and she said, it does depend on your edit big mm. time. So you can be saying things, but then the producers will start scripting mm. it going, okay, well, you're now the devil. So we're going to capture all the devilish comments and then mush that together and make you out to be this yeah. character, which you may not be. It's funny you say that. I was actually listening to a similar interview about this, about maths from mm. the other Liv, the Liv who's starring on it, who is the yeah. person this season who has said a whole heap of devilish stuff. But, yes. yeah, she, you know, was owning a lot of it to her credit because yeah. I think she's embarrassed uh, watching it back and perhaps seeing um, some of the things that she wishes she hadn't done. But, mm. yeah, she was saying that she might have said one comment yeah. and then another comment two days later, but they would edit it together even yes. if it was completely unrelated. Yeah. And, you know, of course we as viewers watch that and go, yeah. what a S-H-I-T yeah. human. And it's, yeah. yeah, it's unfair. But, I mean, <laughs> when you go onto those shows, yeah, you've got to know what you're signing up for. That's right. right. Watch what uh, you say. Say, yeah. the le- le- you know, Less is best in one of those like situations. These podcasts, like you never quite know what's going to come out, and we just hope for the best. <laughs> the good thing is, I have we have editing control, so that's uh, that's a benefit. True, true, true. Do not do not make me out to be the evil one. <laughs> So today we are talking all things what COVID lockdown taught us, and um, it's been a really interesting just to reflect for. A f- mm. <clears throat> It's been really interesting just to reflect and also to reach out to our community or on Instagram too and see sort of what the key lessons are. And I think this was a great one, Liv. You came up with this topic. Tell me, like, so why? What sort of made you I think don't know. about it? I just it? feel really philosophical about the whole thing. This year, what are we, March, probably April by the time that we release this, but mm. three months in, I don't know about you, but it's just feeling so busy Again, you know, our social calendars are full, weeknights are busy, there's school stuff. I don't know. I've got three-year-old kinder homework all of a sudden. (laughs) There's just there's a lot of things Mm -hmm. and it made me start to think around what did I say that I would do differently that I Mm -hmm. learned during the COVID uh, 
time, which mm. let's face it, was really grueling and really hard. And none of us want to go back and are kind of sitting on the edge of our seats, kind of looking at the next, what, you know, is there going to be another wave? But mm. I think I wanted to talk about this with you today because we learn a lot. Like it was a good test around our resilience and things that we were going to do differently in our life. And I just thought it'd be good to remind ourselves as yeah. things start to feel like, I don't know, certainly for me, I just feel like I've been mm. spiraling out of control lately. Yeah. And this was a way of having some therapy with you, Lee, yeah. and <laughs> trying to like commit to ourselves what we we're going to do differently. And I think yeah. the thing that I always said was, I'm going to do less. I'm going to make sure that Sundays are empty and that I'm yeah. not out every Friday and Saturday. Mm. Um, and, you know, have the perspective of, you know, it's a real privilege to have really special family time. So it's those sorts of things that I think we kind of just need to go back to. Yeah, I 100% agree. <clears throat> I totally agree. Sorry, everyone. I feel like everyone's like switching off now. They're like, nah, stuff this. <laughs> Leonie's kills it for us. Her dulcet tones are gone. <laughs> Two weeks in a row of husky voices. Oh, my goodness. This it's is like, real talk. This is like, you can't this is get real, any more real, than, real than this, right? <laughs> That's it. No, I could not agree more. And I think, you know, there's so many things that I'm so much more grateful for as well. I even having the opportunity to travel and to meet, you know, to be out and to have a great time and to have a husky voice the next day and all the things that we sort of missed. I mean, I think I'm like, I'm definitely an extrovert where I get my energy from others. Liv, mm. you're, I'd say you are, but are you? What uh, do you think? I like, I really do get recharged from being yes. with people, but I yeah. definitely need my own time too. And I've probably mm. realised that more as, you know, in the last probably five years that I just need time and space to myself to mm. work through whatever is going on in my mind at that point. But yeah. being back in the office is fantastic and, you know, I'm appreciative of that now. Like, mm. yeah, yes, working from home has been fantastic and we're so lucky that there are new flexible ways of working. Thank you, COVID, that's really forced mm. the hand of so many businesses. Mm. But, you know, now I'm happy to have a couple of days in the office and a couple of days at home and yes. thankful that Mark also is doing that, which I think pre-COVID, there's no way in hell he would have worked from home. Yeah. I I definitely feel like I would have been doing the line share and pickups and drop-offs and making it work, whereas now he's saying, God, it's so good to be at home and help with dinner and bath the kids and be, pre be a present dad rather than walking in the door at 6.30, Dad. Yeah, um, 100%. I think that, that's been a big one and um, I think like well, I put the question out, out there to our audience, who now has um, looked at more flexible working arrangements since lockdown? 76% of people have said, yes, that's me. So yeah. I'm curious because Liv, you're in HR. Yeah. What has the expectation of the workforce been since lockdown? We've said to our staff, you know, swings and roundabouts, you're all adults, you make your own call, but we would think that you would spend the majority of your week in the office. So mm. if you're a full-time employee, that would mean that you do three days in the office, give or take, mm. and two days at home, yeah. which people are pretty happy with. If they yeah. want to do 
five days in the office, which there are absolutely a group of people, particularly some of our younger, you know, I work in a law firm, it's really important for young lawyers to be supervised and hear the conversations with their partners and collaborate. So, they, you know, our younger guys are probably itching to get into the office a little bit more, whereas some mm-hmm. of the old timers and the mums and the dads are saying, yeah, well, no. I could probably do three days at home. Mm-hmm. So, we're leaving it to teams to kind of feel empowered and individuals to make it work and as long yeah. as the job gets done and culture's intact and, you know, people are learning, then we're happy to just kind of let it lie. So, Mm. you know, and that's, I think that's fairly consistent. There are some businesses that are not having those sorts of guidelines and are kind of just empowering all. There are some businesses that have said, what COVID? Get back to the office, people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, My view has always been it's just going to work itself out and it's very individual and it's a bit of a slow burn. People are still yeah, quite anxious about coming back into the office, whether it's public transport or, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever else it might be. But, yeah, yeah the, the rate of return has really picked up, you know, in the last couple of weeks particularly. Yeah. So yeah. We haven't noticed like business that, is normal. Yeah, we haven't noticed it when we were out a few weeks ago, live on the Friday night. It was pretty buzzing, the city. Yeah. Like it's yeah. kind of not quite back to normal, but it's almost yeah. there. Um, yeah, certainly one of the adva- advantages um, of having had that experience. So if we delve a little bit further into the, what, we're, what we learn about ourselves, one thing for me is around how to best manage anxiety. And I think it's one of those ones as well where we ha- hadn't, didn't have the opportunity to leave the house, to mm. have the social interactions, to be in the office, to come back to the home and mm. kind of just have that separation. Everything was happening at home. And for those listening, Liv and I are in Melbourne, and I think we had the longest lockdown in the world. In the world, yeah, yeah, in the The world, two hundred days, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) ridiculous. So, like, feels like a distant memory, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Yeah. There's actually, oh my god, there's this really funny TikTok. I'll put it up this week, and it's this this guy who's like chopping cucumbers, and his um, son's like, "Oh, Dad, can you tell me a bit about the year of? Oh, we're learning about history, and it's two thousand and forty. He's chopping cucumbers and he's like, we're learning about in history about the year 2020 and the guy stops chopping, looks up and like drops the knife and it's just like, shock horror. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to be us. Like, oh, don't talk about 2020. Yeah, it was a bad time. It was bad times. And it does feel like a distant memory. But, yeah, not having the separation, not being able to just remove yourself, Mm. um, you know, being able to at one point we couldn't even leave a 5K radius from our homes, you know. I mean, for you typically, I mean, you you like structure, you like to be control. There was so much uncertainty. Are there things that you reflect on maybe personally that you feel better about? having more uncertainty or less control or do you, yeah. is it still an anxiety provoking thing for you? I think that's what it was. It was so anxiety provoking because day to day I couldn't plan. I'm such a planner. I didn't know, you know, what was going to happen next. None of us did. I think it made me reflect though. And I thought to myself, okay, well, what can I control? That was sort of the big lesson for me. If I can't control whether I'm able to leave my 5k radius or what's going to happen tomorrow or whether I get COVID and what that's going to look like, then what can I control? And I can control things like, you know, a bit of structure around the house or mm. what I'm eating or my exercise routine or, you know, little things to sort of make my, put myself in a better headspace. Mm. And so I think that was the way I looked at it, but I really struggled from that perspective. 
perspective. Um, what about you? Like, did you find the uncertainty like very nerve wracking or how did you go? Yeah, I just, I mean, I just feel, remember feeling like, when is this going to end? Less about the uncertainty. I just felt so trapped. I think is the feeling that I reflect on now. I'm, I can be a homebody, so, mm. I mean, the 200 and something days was definitely excessive. Yeah. But, you know, we both had young babies. We were doing, you know, we've got a really good support communities around us. So, yeah, I don't think I struggled as much um, as others. But mm. um, I think the thing that I reflect on most is, yeah, it's the smaller things. It doesn't have to be the big things that you control. It can be the smaller moments of break, you know, baking that sourdough loaf or the banana <laughs> bread when everyone was going through that or ordering the provador that everyone got into too, just finding, you know, so much happiness and calmness in the smaller moments rather than the big life-changing, you know, rushing to work um yeah activities that yeah seem to take up so much of our life so that's something I kind of want to reflect on too just focus on the small Mm. stuff like just you know the things that happen every single day that bring joy and happiness to every member of our family rather than thinking that we have to be winning something all the time yeah I remember we we um, moved down to safety beach um to my parents beach house um our accommodation where we live in the city is a bit small and so we moved down here for a bit more space. And um, I remember one day we did order. So I think one of the main restaurants, I don't know, like a Chin Chin or something, was doing an order to the Mornington Peninsula and Jules and I were like, oh, my God, we have to get on that. And I remember all day on the Friday I knew the order was coming. I was so pumped for that order. (laughs) And then it's like Chin Chin arrived at our doorstep and, like, I, it was like Christmas for me. And as you said, the smallest things, right? I, I lived for Hot Dub Time Machine, like he's Hot Dub at home. Every Saturday night, everyone knew that I was on there trying to get a selfie to get up on the screen. I lived for that. Like that was, and it made me happy dancing around my living yes. room. Like, yeah. Why can't we do other random stuff like that now when we feel like, yeah, the world's being a bit crazy or work stressful or we're just feeling a bit flat? It's just go back yeah. to the small stuff that, yeah can spark some joy so 100 percent. yeah totally agree with that what about um from your relationship perspective so I was interesting I put that out to our audience and I said did you find that yeah your relationship grew stronger or weaker due to um lockdown 76 percent of people said stronger yeah Interesting. So I don't know. As I said, I work I work at a law firm and I saw the number of family law cases. Yeah. So Isn't that interesting? Yeah, it's I kind of it one or the other. If you were on the mm. edge in your relationship, I think it definitely forced the hand. Um, I personally feel like I'm in the 77%. It made us stronger. We had more time to talk about the things. I think we might have even recorded that um, mental load Yes. Um, episode during a lockdown or yeah. at the end of a lockdown yeah. because it gave partners, yeah, greater insight into that mental load, I think. Absolutely. Um, and that, as I kind of alluded to before, that's really carried on and we have a, mm-hmm. yeah, a really good working partnership in parenting our kids and that works. I, I do think it is better, thanks COVID, as a result of COVID. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I think my biggest drama was around um, 
before the lockdowns and before all this happened, I just felt as though, as you were saying in the mental load episode, for those of you who haven't listened, go back and listen. It's one of our most listened to episodes. Um, and basically I felt like I was doing all the things at home and doing all the things at work. We're obviously both mm. very career ambitious as well, um, live. And, um, so, you know, we're in a similar, similar position where we're like, we're not like, we can put the bread on the table too, but we're also doing a lot of other things mm. that seem to be have mm. gone unnoticed by our mm. our partners um having had been forced to live together for so long in lockdown now i feel like the partners get it they're like yeah. oh okay. yeah because you can't unsee this stuff you're like oh wow like leonie's running around doing i can see lists. how many loads of washing you do yes. and i can see you unfold you know folding and unfolding and folding and <laughs> A hundred exactly. times per week, yes. washing the bed sheets, logging yep. on to do some email, you know, just yes. juggle, literally juggling it all. Yes. It actually, and do you want know the other thing? I loved mm. watching Mark work. I've got to say, mm. I'd never seen him work. Yeah. I'd never heard him on the phone doing what he does best. Yes. And I had a newfound respect and admiration mm. for him too, i got to say. Like, yeah. it was kind of like... Yeah, you know, and I'm glad we can be positive about it now because it was such yeah. a freaking shitful time that yeah. it's yeah. nice to be like, let's find some positive silver lining, yeah. which is such a cliche. Yeah. I know, and people are a bit over it, but like, I'm all for it. Yeah. The glass is half full, people. So. Yes, uh, I totally hear you. And I almost like, I just realized that. Like Jules was on the phone 24 seven. I think because the number of meetings escalated yeah. because people couldn't yeah. just have those, yeah. you know, rubbing shoulders in the office conversations. It was like getting my diary yeah. to have the chat. So yeah. I was sitting there, like I'd pop my head in to say something and he's like on the phone. I'm like, cool, I'll be back <laughs> in an hour. Pop my head back in. And it, was like, it was like from like eight to six. He was like on the phone. And then he would, and this is the disadvantage, I guess, um, for some people in certain roles, he would start his work day in the evening because yeah. you've spent all day in meetings, yeah. you know, conferring with people yeah. over things that would be so much more easily done mm. if you were, um, you know, in the office. Yeah. But you're right. I was kind of like, oh, wow, like you're, you are pretty busy. Aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're really good at your job. Oh, that's why you don't like talking to me when you get home because you've been <laughs> all day. I get it now. <laughs> but, oh, honestly, but then I did find, I think the, the challenging bit was the reconnecting bit um, mm. because you're living and breathing under the same roof. You kind of know what they've done all day. You're mm. kind of like, so when you sit down for dinner, I was finding, well, probably more often than not, TV's on. I don't even care. Like not so much chat, not so much yeah. what did you get up to. I don't yeah. know, was it the same for oh, you? absolutely. Like, and you yeah. and I had this uh, conversation over a few martinis a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. yeah, w- I think coming out of it now, it does feel very same, same. You yes. know, we could still be in lockdown half of the time, right? Yeah. Like we're struggling yeah. to remember to do all the things that we used to do when we were yes. fun and COVID didn't hang, you know, hang around like a bad smell. Yes. So, yeah, we, you know, since that conversation, thanks, mm-hmm. Leafia Therapy, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, have committed so we're going out tonight which will be fantastic oh, and doing a few yay. other things just to yeah bring the fun back and, yes. and live again yes yeah. i find the the main time in which we really do reconnect is when we are we've stepped away from the children like yeah. i think there's something to be said about absolutely go catch up with friends have kids there it's yeah. all fun but often when the children are there it is about the children and it's really 
you know, you have half a chat with your yeah. friend while they're wrangling their child and then that's like that's kind of it. So I really treasure the times when it can yeah. just be the two of you or a bit of adult time just with friends as well. Yeah, we have fallen into the bad habit of perhaps not feeling overly comfortable with babysitters. Yes. So yeah. one of us always stayed home mm-hmm. while the other one was out having a good time. Mm. So we were never going out together. It was me going out with the girls or Mark, to be honest, not really going out at all. So I'm yeah. like, mate, you got to like go yeah. and call. I'll organise it for you. Like, Always not. Just go. You need something. You really yeah. do. He does need yeah. that. But, yeah, now the commitment around stuff it, we just have to do this. Let's just mm. make the giant leap and go and do the fun things together. So yeah. it starts tonight. Did you find a babysitter? <laughs> My brother, funnily enough, which is a terrifying thought for anyone who knows my brother. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'll have a few whiskeys and the kids will be sleeping. It'll be fine. (laughs) As long as no whiskey goes into the milk, uh, (laughs) we will be fine. But, no, my my parents are away. Mark's parents are away. And, you know, I know a lot of people don't have those communities. We're lucky to do it, but we just have never done it around kind of Friday or Saturday night stuff. It's just we've alternated, whereas uh, Nick has said, yeah, no worries like do I have to feed them like change nappies because that's probably won't know what to do but I'll entertain them so I'm like great I'll come home at midnight and without doubt both children are still going to be awake yeah but whatever YOLO YOLO yeah mum and dad are going out and it's going to be great (laughs) you've got to roll with it and look I I mean for those listening and I think it is a kind of a cool and important topic to talk about the the whole how do how the hell do I get away from my children and particularly if I don't have the family support um I've been quite fortunate that my we've been able to find friends of friends uh, younger sort of siblings who live in the, the area but however there was a point probably six months ago where we didn't have anyone to reach out to and I went on this fantastic website I will put it in the episode notes I don't have it at the moment um but basically and I was very hesitant I was like oh god a website like Mm. anyway it came highly recommended you basically you can peruse um the website and find people within your suburb or you know surrounding suburbs so I clicked my suburb had a look at people's profiles but typically when you click on a profile you then have to pay, I don't know, 20 bucks for the month just to access the yeah, numbers that you yeah. require. I was going through my um, uh, the, my suburb and I found a girl and her. she seemed like, I was like, she doesn't look like an axe murderer. I mean, not that you can tell, but. <laughs> doesn't look like she's going like, to she ransack right, my like, underwear drawer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I found, and she had put in her blurb her number. Oh. So usually the, our website would have said, yeah. don't put it in because they need to pay for it to get your number. She'd put it in. So I was like, bless her soul. I'm going to call her number. I'd have a chat to her over the phone. She actually went to the same school Noah's going to. So that kind of gave me a little bit of comfort. She just finished school two years ago, lives down the road with her parents. You know, I'm yeah. asking kind of the key questions as she goes to uni at Monash. Like I'm like, okay, like, I'm like, tick, tick. I guess, you know, you seem kind of motivated. What bars do you go to? What's your favourite restaurant? (laughs) Literally, like, are you the mini version of me? And then I feel relaxed. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I, then what I did was I invited her over and I invited her um, at a time in which I went upstairs. Now, I live in a very small townhouse, everyone, and I went upstairs to my office, which is in our master bedroom, which is not very big at all, and I have a Bunnings table that I fold out on the edge of our bed <laughs> and I sit there on my plastic chair like a boss, like smashing out emails and that's my office. Yeah, and anyway, so, so, anyway, so she's downstairs with the kids and I was like, I'll just be upstairs as though, you know, the house is massive, but I was literally yeah. just in like the two room, you know, there's only two rooms upstairs. I was in one of them and I kind of listened. I half had the door open. I'm listening to how the, she's interacting with the children. And then after about an hour and a half, I went downstairs and I said, look, do you want to go to the park opposite the road? I was like, I feel like that's kind of mm. safe. She could take them to the park and come back. Mm. And that's how it progressed. So as they came back, I listened to their interactions. I was like, she seems kind of cool. We got talking. I knew a couple more mutual friends just randomly with her. And then from then on, and now her sister babysits for me and oh. also her sister's friend. Because I trust those girls, I can yeah. now trust their network. Yeah. So it's almost like you just have to find the one yeah. person and then it opens up your network to multiple. Good tip. Yeah, I definitely need to find the one because let's all be mm. real. There are just some occasions, sorry, mum, that you won't want to see me come home at 1am <laughs> because you may breathalyze me or do something like you did when I was 16 years old. So <laughs> another good tip is ask the carers at your daycare. Mm. I know certainly at our daycare there's a handful of them who are happy to do it. There are rules like the centre mm. has to sign off on it and yada, yada, yada because, of yeah. course, there's um, red tape around this sort of stuff. But yeah. um, that's another good yeah, protocol that you could consider if you're trying yeah, to find a babysitter. Yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah. And I think the thing with babysitting is that it's kind of guilt-free, like what you alluded to. It's like, mm. I'm going to get home when I get home. I'm paying, yeah. like, you know, and they're happy. They know what they're in for. And yeah. it's kind of just that guilt-free, whereas I know when family look after them, and I'm so grateful when that does happen, which is not often, not that often probably because I don't ask for it because I almost prefer the guilt-free option. Mm. I'd mm. rather pay and know that I'm not having to get home like too yeah. early and all of yeah. those things. So yeah. yeah, there's certainly a benefit, but yeah, things to think about because ultimately you need to invest in your relationship. I mean, mm. Tony Robbins, when I went to his um, five-day course on, it's called Date with Destiny. Um, amazing, by the way, if anyone has Netflix, watch Date with Destiny. It was like game changer. So I went to that program. Anyway, we had a whole day on relationships and the one thing Tony said was the one relationship you need to invest in beyond your children. He goes, I know this sounds controversial, but beyond your children is your relationship with your partner because at the end of the day, your children will leave the nest eventually. And also while they're in the nest, if you guys are not sort of a, a team and, and mm. it's all, you know, always conflict and it doesn't make for a good home for those children anyway. So mm. you're better off investing in your relationship above all. And I sat there going, oh yeah, like I didn't have kids at the time. I was like, oh yeah, I guess you know, whatever. And now I'm like, I will never forget that. Like yeah. that is yeah. key. And a good yeah. reminder because we all know that for the most part we put our kids first with every single thing they, they do. So you just got to stop and pause and find that time. You've yeah. done a really good job. I'm going to follow your lead and try and do. I'll start with half of what you do and then <laughs> and then get there. 
And just on that, everyone, one of the, what Liv is sort of referring to is I'll often put once a month, it's in the diary for a date night with, you know, with Jules and we'll look up, you know, a fun restaurant that we've always wanted to go to and we'll pop it in and we'll book it, you know, get the babysitter in and that's it. It's a non-negotiable. That's Mm. what we're doing. So I might not even like breathe in Jules's direction for three, (laughs) three and a half weeks. And then we get to the fourth week of the month and then we go for a date night and then I'm like, we're back on track. Yeah. 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 You know, it certainly helps. Um, So I guess the last facet of all of this is how, what COVID taught us about our children, about, you know, yeah, life being with our children 24-7. Liv, what comes to mind? Stuart actually just came and popped into my head was Tommy sneezing into his elbow. There is something that COVID (laughs) has taught him. I don't know. I I trust that daycares are like teaching them this, but he just nails that now Uh, and probably then looks over his shoulder and says COVID because that's what mum does, you know, when we're out and about (laughs) near someone No, I don't do that. um, (laughs) I don't know. Like we spoke about it. Like, you know, he was kind of two to three probably through the midst of 2021 at least. Yeah. Um, And he knew that there was something called COVID. He doesn't know what COVID is, but he would just say things like COVID go away. That was a healthy thing because I wanted him to understand why or at least try to understand why the playgrounds were closed and, you know, use that. But um, what else has it taught me about him? I don't know. The kids are resilient, like, and kids don't need lots of extravagant outings and activities and busyness. They just need their mum or their dad Mm. or both mums or whatever the makeup is. They Mm. just need to be loved and feel safe Mm. and be nurtured. I reckon that's another good thing to kind of remember. You know, already we're back into swimming lessons and sport classes and, like, enough. Like, the kids are Mm. exhausted. So, yeah, yeah, that's another place that I'm going to go back to in terms of just trying to remember that perspective that and the lessons that I was trying to, yeah, think of at the time. So so true. probably the two things, the sneezing and the slow it down. <laughs> so cute. So for me, a big one was, so for ages, I I mean, you know, this live that I was like, I'm not going to do childcare. I'm just going to wait till three-year-old yeah. and then he'll do like early learning or whatever. Um, I don't know why I thought that I was kind of like, oh, I just can't be bothered. No, you, were, you, were, no, like, you were terrified of the germs. Like the germs. you were just like, I'm I mean, a germaphobe, remember so. like if we catch up for coffee and Noah, this is probably before Noah was one and like yeah. Tammy might have like the tiniest bit of snot and you yeah. were like, literally sanitize this is before COVID sanitizing everything like keep your child away from me and I was just like sister girlfriend you have no idea what's coming for you it's so true so I always had a bottle of Dettol in my bag like at at all times I'm like one of those people so yeah I I wasn't down for the green runny noses I wasn't down for it I was like you know what a three years old he's big enough he should be fine but what was interesting was um during lockdown we'd go to a park when they were open and Noah would run in the opposite direction of children. He'd be mm. like, I can't, I'm scared, mm. um, you know, and like a child would reach out just, you know, to say hi or something and Noah was in tears. And I started thinking, Jesus, this is actually affecting him. Mm. I mean, lockdown compa- compounded with the fact that he'd never been to childcare. He'd only ever really been around adults, na- nannies, my family, Jules's family. So um, it was one of those ones where I started thinking as we came out of lockdown, I don't really, like this doesn't seem normal. He needs to know how to at least interact with children his own age yeah. um 
Charlie was just born, uh, you know, similar to Harry during lockdown as well, but they were babies. So it's not like he had a sibling to to play with. And childcare was the best thing that we ever did because now he's like this very extroverted social person. But I just think to myself, yeah, that really, I think had we not had lockdown, I may have just kind of, you know, just gone Mm. past that whole idea. And then Mm. at three years old, he would have gone to the ELC and maybe he would have been fine, but certainly Mm. his transition to early learning this year was a lot more seamless than what it would have been, I would have thought. And you started to see what a sociable kid Noah is too. Like he's a lot like you in that, yeah, yeah, he, you can see he's energised by Mm. other kids and he's got no fear about, yeah, you know, embracing or chasing the kid that's, you know, a foot taller than than him. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Can God I tell you what him. the latest is, Liv? Oh, my God. So I go to the school ground. Yes, it was yesterday. The teacher's like, hi, Leone, pulls me aside. I'm like, oh, here, so here we, we go. go. What have I done now? <laughs> he was wearing the colourful socks. There's no peanut butter in his lunch. What have I done? <laughs> Anyway, um, so that's a that's a throwback to last episode for those who haven't heard about the colourful socks and the peanut butter situation. Uh, but anyway, so she pulls me aside and she's like, so we had a few incidents today with Noah. And I'm like, oh, God. She goes, he started licking people. I'm like, oh, she goes, and I'm like, oh. wait, licking as in like tongue out, licking people. He's like, yeah. She goes, we think it's because he gets overexcited about his friendships. <laughs> And so rather than give them a cuddle, um, he's, he started to lick them. Now, obviously, it's COVID and um, we're in a fucking pandemic. <laughs> so, so maybe, like, if your kid could not be up a life of be great. <laughs> minimum. <laughs> I was like, so she goes, it's fine. Like, so we've you know, taken upon ourselves to explain to him that if you are really excited by another child, you know, you're better off just expressing that verbally. You know, I'm enjoying playing or like you are my friend or even maybe asking them if they can have a, he can have a hug. But we've tried to tell him just to dial back on the licking and maybe you can introduce that at home as well, just to dial back on it. And, and you're like, like, no, 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 we don't lick each other. <laughs> There's no licking at our house. <laughs> this is not like a family thing. Like, I'm like, have you Let met me the other germaphobe? <laughs> I'm like ready to detail his tongue if he licks someone. <laughs> so anyway, so now it's a thing. So anyway, I take him home and I'm like, oh, God, how am I going to say this in a way that doesn't, you know, I don't want to sound Embarrassing too. Embarrassing. Totally. Yeah. Like it's kind of a, a fine line. So, yeah. you know, I often will have the serious chats when I'm like, you know, we're getting ready for bed or whatever. And I'll be like, oh, you know, Noah. So, you know, Ainsley at school today told me that you were licking some people. Remember, we don't really lick. Like that's a bit yucky, isn't it? That's a bit germy. Like if you like someone, you just say, can I can you be my friend? Or, you know, yeah. I'm trying to give him a bit yeah. of language yeah. around it that the school told me. And he was like, yeah, yucky licking. And I'm like, yeah. Anyway, I'm hoping that sticks now, but I guess we'll wait we'll and see. We'll need an update. We'll need an update. Oh, dear. I've got the visual. <laughs> that's hilarious. I love it. <laughs> Has Tommy done anything that's like a little bit extra as far as how enthusiastic uh, he is? Or? No, he's not a very extra child, but I think his, pro- his brother probably will. But I yeah. certainly <laughs> think it's a three-year-old thing because I've observed some actually do you know what the thing that he does do when we now arrive and separation anxiety is getting a little bit a bit better oh good good but on days that he's actually quite excited because he walks in with his bestie which really helps us um 
to, yeah, yeah minimise that. He does like the Love Actually dance. Like he gets so excited that he's oh, like stop. literally fist pumping oh. and like can they do some weird like kid language that they all seem to understand, <laughs> which sometimes involves him calling me a pom-pom and then all of these little <laughs> friends like laughing and I'm like, what does that even mean? And I'm like, you're a pom-pom. And he's like, I'm not a pom-pom, you're a pom-pom. And I'm like, okay. So, so yes, we haven't quite got licking, but we do have some yeah. really unusual dancing and name calling happening and isn't it bizarre like that the kids kind of get each other like I noticed that with Charlie and Noah and Charlie my youngest he's um two in June uh he and Noah who's three you know he Charlie can't quite talk yet he can say his words and that's it so he'll be often pointing and be like and like gibberish stuff and like you do that very well (laughs) (laughs) and then Noah's like yeah mommy just wants the book like he's just over that book he wants another book I'm like, what? Right. How did you get that from like that? <laughs> yeah, they get smart. each other. They, they know. They, they know so much. Yeah. So yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, so I asked to sort of wrap this up. I asked our audience, what are the things, what two main questions, but one of them was what did they learn from lockdown? And it's interesting because of all the responses, I've sort of categorized it in like sort of four key themes. One was what you've alluded to today, Liv, the ability to say no more. So, I mean, maybe something for us to remember now, as you said, as life gets more hectic, prioritizing what really matters and, you know, giving yourself a little bit of breathing room in between, I think is a really Mm. good one. Um, The other one was life's too short, just do it, time is precious, like kind of all that sort of thing where, you know, life's too short, mate. Yeah. Like Burn the scent, the really expensive scented candle. Like what yes. are you waiting for? Go yes. burn that Wear candle. That I've started that doing that. that. Use that yes. expensive hand cream that's been yes. sitting there because you're like, oh, it's so nice. Like Honestly, yeah, all like yeah. all that. And funnily enough, with the life's too short bit, I've been like obsessed with podcasts for so long. You know that, live as well. And I'd always thought, oh, I reckon I could do that like sans husky voice I was like I reckon I could see that and, and you know lockdown happened and I was feeling really disconnected from everyone and then I had little baby Charlie and, you know four months four weeks into having him I went you know what stuff it life's too bloody short I'm gonna do this podcast idea I'm just gonna go for it because who cares even if like one person listens better than none right and I need to know that I died with like the tank is empty by the time I'm dead um, I'm so proud to say that now like our podcast podcast is actually doing really well live it and uh, we were what, you on mean people like listening to well, us apparently <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah and it's amazing because I never would have thought only a mm. year ago but having this little That's idea and then coming and to it's cr- good therapy for us too a hundred percent so to all those out there who have those ideas that you're kind of sitting back going you know what I reckon I could do that or I've been really keen to but I just is it the right time just bloody do it like that's my I don't know that's mm. my tips of a super advice for today um what's the worst that can happen like you know i think give it a red hot go um the other thing that a lot of people said was life gets too busy it doesn't need to be so full-on you know we need to just kind of pace ourselves take a breath you know Mm. and i think that sort of alludes to saying Mm. no to more and all of Mm. those things and the last one which is a massive one is you know obviously appreciating friends and family so much more and like even going in for that hug when you see people now like just yeah. like crazy stuff that we we just took for granted, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the last question I asked was, um, what did you miss the most during lockdown? I think a lot of people said childcare and school. <laughs> <laughs> I 
never oh, yeah. thought I would say that. Oh, but yeah. that like, I, I actually, do you know what? I've blocked that out. You say that. I yeah. have blocked out oh. that whole period. I mean, that was just daycare for us. Anyone yeah. who homeschooled, again, take my hat mm. off to you. But it's funny. So I have totally forgotten that until yes. now. I've clearly yes. just said no more, no space like in my the brain tra- for that. Just like tra- park it. <laughs> So, like, that's a massive yeah. one. Um, another one was travel and even mm. just getting on a plane, mm. going back to what we were saying at the start, mm. just, like, being able to, like, get on a plane and go somewhere new, yeah. massive. Another one was doing things for me, you know, leaving the house just to have that bit of alone time, where, you know, what we could maybe do that to go for a run and that was kind of it, whereas yeah. now maybe getting your nails done or yeah. getting your hair done and those things that I think we always loved and we appreciated, mm. but I certainly appreciate them more. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and community, I guess, was just to sum it up, was it was another big mm. response, just, yeah, the, just being able to reconnect and with, like, lots of friends that, you know, and it's not the same, like, saying, oh, maybe we'll send a text message here and there to a friend or have a quick video call. It's not the same as sitting mm. down with your girlfriends or, you know, partners or whatever and having a cocktail or yeah. or a coffee if that's your vibe or whatever it looks like and just kind of connecting in that way. I never want to do another Zoom trivia or anything <laughs> like that ever again. Okay, this is actually bringing up some things for me now. I actually think it's best that we, we finish Unresolved this trauma on a... God, it taught us so much about perspective, right? Yeah. And we have to remember that every time we get on a plane or yes. shop in our local grocer who was shut for months and months and months, you yes. know, really struggling to make ends meet to, yeah. you know, baking another sourdough or whatever it's going to be. <laughs> I am going to remember. Yeah, It's all about the small things. <laughs> oh, 100%. All right. Well, always good to chat, Liv. We'll leave it at that. We'll speak soon. See you guys. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, leave us a review and give us five stars if you're feeling fancy. Want to be part of the Parenthood community? Join our Facebook group and follow us on Instagram at Parenthood Pod. Now I'll let you get back to the organized chaos. Until next time.